When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two went up and I heard those thousands of Sligo people, I was proud and we went out and won. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilali. North. Elding. 3-2. They'll be looking for Stenson's head away at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson. 1-1. You're very welcome along to episode 56 of the Bitter Red Supporters Trust podcast brought to you by the White Hag Brewing Company in Ballymoton, County Sligo. Uh, a reduced team for you this evening. We're recording on Wednesday evening, the 30th of March. Uh, it's myself, Connor Lynch, and uh, it is just Sean Dunn with us this evening. Mugu may show up um, and uh, Jerry O'Connor definitely won't show up. He's otherwise engaged. But uh, Sean, how are you getting on? Not too bad, Connor. They've abandoned us. They've abandoned us, but we'll uh, keep the flag flying high. Keep that red flag flying, as I say, and um, we'll persevere. So, um, look, at, I was I was busy last week. Um, I didn't uh, I didn't get to listen to uh, much of the podcast, um, and we got some shouts in the shout end in that we didn't get to play. So we're going to play them out um, very shortly, uh, and obviously uh, we're going to look ahead to the game against. Shells on Friday night, right? Moved from Saturday to Friday night, isn't that correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Sean's done an interview with our new number nine, Aidan Kena, and uh, we'll uh, we'll play that out. Uh, good to chat to Aidan Kena, good guy. Great lad. Yeah, uh, he's he's been. Has he been the surprise package of the lads that came in this year? Hey. Is, that, is that unfair? Yeah, probably. It's actually something I touch on in the interview with him. I think it is a little unfair. I think he's. His signing has flown under the radar, which it shouldn't have done, really. He, when you look back at his goals and everything else and what he's done so far in his career, it, we should have been really excited about him. Yeah. So why didn't we Why didn't we get excited about him? Well, that's... As I talked to him about it, you know, it's. I think it was just at the time Johnny was leaving as well. I think, I think Rovers fans just got into a bit of a panic in yes. regards to recruitment and everything else. And he even says it himself, like... Just some lad signing from Fall Fall Kirk, it might have felt like. I'll be honest, that's what it felt like for me. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought. Some some lad from Mullingar who played in Fall Kirk, which isn't the case at all. <laughs> which isn't the no, case at all. Yeah, the furthest thing from it. But yeah. no, no, no. He's he's realistic about it. He's 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 good. He's yeah. a good listen. Uh, I listened to the first ten minutes, ten minutes of it, and. Um, like he has played, he's got played in some massive games. He's played in the Edinburgh Derby. Uh, yeah, I I went to an Edinburgh Derby Derby in twenty sixteen. I think it was uh, Tynecastle. Is that Hearts pitch? Tynecastle. So I was in Tynecastle in the away section, in the hip section, and uh, it was the worst game of football I ever seen in my life. But I was absolutely amazed by the sectarian hatred uh, <laughs> that, that, that that continued for the, the ninety or ninety three minutes, ninety four minutes. There was lads over there in the, the main stand who didn't take, didn't, they had no interest in what, what was going on in the pitch. It was just, it was 90 minutes of abuse to the head fans. <laughs> head fans and it was relentless stuff. Uh, and uh, it was entertaining enough because the football was absolutely muck. Um, but that was my, that's the height of my uh, SPL experiences. Uh, but look at that, they're, they're, they're massive games. The, the atmosphere, even in, even in uh, Tynecastle, it's like it's red hot, like they're massive games. Oh yeah, but he touches on how big a club Hearts are, like, and it just—I don't think it's—it's it's felt over here just how big they are. Yeah, you know, even in regards to Hearts and Hibs, both are huge clubs over there yeah. in Edinburgh. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so um, did I say no? Yeah, I already mentioned that we're going to look ahead to the Shells game, and then on Tuesday night, uh, we played the first game of the season, so to speak, uh, and we played the uh, refixed game against Bohemians. So uh, myself and Sean will look ahead to that as well. And then uh, we are out the gap, so to speak. So, um, right, let's, uh, because we didn't play them out last week, um, let's hear from, let's hear our shouts from the shed end. And um, we have uh, Aaron from Scotland in there. We've got uh, Sean from America. And uh, I don't know who this is kicking things off. 
So if you are submitting your shouts from the shout end, give us your name and location, a general location. You don't have to be too precise. And you can send them into, um, you can email podcast at borst.ie or you can get them into our WhatsApp number, uh, which I'll give you after this once I source it. <laughs> Here's the shouts in the shout end. How are you lads? Just a few thoughts from last night's game versus Shams. Um, first of all, I thought uh, the way fans last night it was absolutely rocking. Um, absolutely incredible atmosphere. Um, and I think that kind of played into Rovers' hands a wee bit because the first half he came out very, very strong. Looked like the better team. It kind of looked like we were playing at home the way we were playing. Um, you know, a couple of very good chances linking up very well. Fitzgerald looks to be an absolute player. Uh, Carlos Sullivan as well is very, very good. And two very good goals. Uh, Takina, uh, very clinical in front of goal again for his goal. A couple of chances where probably gone astray where you're looking back thinking, Jesus, if he took those, we would have been uh, home with the three points. But listen, it is what it is. If you told me at the start of the game uh, that it'd be two all, I would have snapped your hands off. Um, but overall, first half, I thought we dominated the game. Uh, had the better chances, took our chances. Defensively, we looked very solid as well. Uh, but obviously, going into the second half, Shams came out with a game plan. You know, when you're bringing on Jack Byrne at half time and you're bringing on the likes of Richard Howard off the bench, you know you're in for a game. Um, and look, Shams will be Shams. Every time they're going forward, they're looking like they're going to score. But it goes to show last night that it probably proves he's one of the best defences in the league, if not the best. Uh, Nando and Buckley last night complement each other very, very well. Very calm on the ball. Uh, Paddy Kirk as well is continuing to impress me. And obviously, look, McGinty, there's no there's no doubts that he's the best keeper in the league for me. So a couple of outstanding saves last night that really kept us in the game. Uh, but yeah, look, overall, I'm happy with the point. Um, I'd be lying if I say I wasn't. Six games in, still unbeaten. And we have the likes of Pat, Derry and Shams out of the way as well. So, look, interesting couple of weeks coming forward now. We have the break Nando going away. But, um, yeah, look, we'll have three home games then in the space of a week, uh, which I'm looking forward to uh, back at the showgrounds. So, yeah, look, it's going to be an interesting season. We look to have a great squad. I think they got the recruitment spot on this year. Um, you know, a lot of new, um, neutral fans had us kind of written off saying they're going to have us down the bottom end of the table because we were losing Mahan and Buckley or Mahan and Kenny sorry uh, but look I thought we were absolutely superb again uh, very good start to the season and we continue to go on this is Sean from America um, got the point remain unbeaten but what a letdown that was um, we a lot of sloppy play and couldn't hold on to the ball that's that pretty much killed us. Um, yeah, they they played well. You know, we're able to play through us, but honestly, it didn't look like they were that much of a, a threat. Um, but for our two mistakes, they wouldn't have scored. You know, our sloppy play and some dodgy refereeing decisions. You know, got it back in in the game. Uh, have to say we we did well to take our goals and take the lead second half we sat back too much and just invited them on and that's all they did so you know, we'll take the point and move on uh, so far we've played all the top teams in the league and none of them really look like a real threat uh, other than our conservative play I think we should have beaten all of them, but hopefully we'll do something about that in the future. Um, special shout out to the women's team for uh, picking up their first win. So all in all, not a bad result uh, for the, the club all weekend. You know, went women and men. Uh, so hopefully it'll continue up the Rovers. Well, lads, Aaron from Roscommon here. Point gained in Tala, I think, last night. Um, disappointing, I know. You can see two goals after going two, two up, and it looked like the three points is there. But then, when you kind of look in the second half, we've done a lot of defending. We were very deep, and come out with a point. I would have took it before the game anyways, uh, just to keep the momentum going. And 
and um, the undefeated run going as well and look can't complain uh, plus puts a bit more pressure on Shams not picking up the wins main difference I think was that Bradley just was able to turn to his bench and sure look five subs all quality players coming on you know with 20 minutes to go and you see Richie Towell coming on and you know you're thinking you know how could they even leave him out you know um, but no I thought McDonald and Moorham done a great job in the first half and obviously Aidan Keane has done really well up front uh, second half felt sorry for Buckley because he was trying to change it and kind of get back control of the midfield but one player I do think we were missing was uh, Craig, Craig Bulger big time because I think he would have been brilliant to bring on around the 68 minute just to kind of break up play kind of slow the game down and you know do the usual stuff that Bulger does you know kind of roar and shout and get the team going and also kind of uh, you know just the dirty kind of side things you know slowing free kicks down and throwing the ball away stuff like that that just in a game when you're tuning up and you're trying to hold out um, his kind of experience is key but look it's good experience for the younger lads in the team as well to learn from it we definitely are able to compete this year and go toe to toe with them so look the next three games very winnable and hopefully nine points and up the rovers keep up the great work lads yeah that number is 085815 or you can get them into podcast at borst.ie podcast at borst.ie and um, we'd be happy to hear your thoughts post uh, Shell's game and post Bowles game and um, yeah just to mention as well we will be doing our uh, our um, beer scorecast competition ahead of those two games and we'll give away a case of the white hag um, after both those games so um, beer scorecast use the hashtag on twitter and facebook uh, tag the trust and tag the white hag send us in your predictions for the game uh, against shells and for the game against bowls before the game starts and if you get the prediction right you'll be in with a chance of winning a case of white hag and um yeah we've two winners from last week as well who i can't remember who they were but uh, we'll contact them and get all that sorted as well right shouts in the shed end um uh, i know you spoke about this last week sean and um there's not, probably not much more to say um, but last season, when we bet Shams, it kickstarted their season. Um, do you think something similar, like they haven't had the greatest start of the season, do you think that another performance against Liger Rovers might do something similar for Shams this season? Um, I don't know. In a, For the simple fact that last season they were playing badly, but they were picking up results. Yeah. I think this season they have been playing well, but the results haven't gone their way. So they've picked up a few wins, naturally enough. They're up at the top of, around the top of the table. But I just, I don't know. They seem like a very good side, but it's just a case of getting all those players in, in again. You yeah. know, there's too many number 10s in that team. I, I think it is going to cause problems throughout the season. I really do. Like Jack Byrne obviously makes a massive difference when he comes on against us. He runs the show. Yeah. But I also think we sat back too much. You know, we retreated. We probably could have kept the price up a little bit higher. But then there were certain aspects of their game where I thought they were excellent. I thought they pressed like animals. They forced us into mistakes. and But they weren't clinical. It was two stupid goals we give away. It's two soft goals. Yeah. Uh, do you think that uh, Stephen Bradley, look at, I know you've probably answered this question in last week's pod. Do you think Stephen Bradley is looking at Aidan Keena and thinking he's the kind of guy that I absolutely need in my team? Or has he made a, like a conscious decision not to sign a number nine? I, I think Bradley is trying too hard to be honest with you like that's all they've needed for the last three years is a number nine yeah and a keeper keeper. well yeah and a keeper but uh, they've consistently signed attacking midfielders that seems (laughs) to be the goal of it it's so strange like they've Aaron Green who isn't an out and out number nine no matter what anyone wants to say he's the best left left back in the league Aaron Green I've said it for years (laughs) (laughs) but then you know and then they've Gaffney now Gaffney's a very good player but he's not a He's not a prolific goal scorer. Yeah. So I, I can't understand how they haven't gone out and got a striker. They can stay well away from Keane though. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he um, would be he would be devastating for them. He would, yeah, absolutely. And that's I suppose that's the fear from our point of view, is that he absolutely rips it up 
We don't want him absolutely ripping things up this season. We want him ticking <laughs> along nicely. <laughs> we want him, you know, 18 goals is what I want. <laughs> uh, look, even even the other night, that night against Shams, like he's brilliant against Lopez and Grace. Like he doesn't give them a sniff. Yeah, you know he's excellent. He's just he's. I, it's hard to describe how good he's been since he came in. Yeah, phenomenal, really. Yeah. And that's it. Like I had a conversation with somebody today about um, you know, like what we we're just talking about the idea of Keane coming in under the radar, and you know he he looked in the in the warm up games, the friendly games. He looked workmanlike that he was going to get around the place and put in serious shifts. But when you know the cookie crumbles and he's playing competitive matches, he's he, he, he now looks like a completely different player, which I suppose is what you want from a top striker. They're not going to go busting their balls and uh, you know, ripping it up in friendly games. Yeah, Whereas, but when you really need to do it, he's, he's absolutely doing it, like you know. But he's so smart in his work rate as well, like he's not just chasing into channels for dead for dead balls yeah, and yeah. you know breaking his balls for no reason whatsoever he's very smart in his work rate and he gets about the pitch brilliantly you know and the way he hassles defenders and his his, his strength everything everything about him has been has been perfect so far uh, do you listen to the uh, late uh, league of ireland late night or late late, late night league of ireland uh, nathan murphy and uh, johnny ward not all the time, no, no. Why? What uh, did they say? Well, I, I, I listened to it after um, the Saturday week after the Shams game, and yeah. uh, some lad comes on anyway. Some Shamrock Rovers fan comes on and says um, that uh, uh, McGinty is he, he he'd be an, he will be an ideal replacement for for Manus, like you know. So, like uh, I, 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 that fucking wound me up no end. Um, when Ed, when Ed McGinty plays for Shamrock Rovers, something's gone wrong in his career. Yeah, yeah, that's that's been true for. Or he's at the end of his career. Yeah, uh, because there's no. It doesn't make sense for Ed McGinty to move to another League of Ireland club. Absolutely, he, not. he's going to go across the water. He's too good for that. Can't yeah, you? and I don't know if this is true or not, but I've I've had I'm under the impression this could be completely wrong that he's had reasonably he's had reasonably good offers from elsewhere. But I suppose from a career point of view, he just thought he'd give it another, another little while in the showgrounds and cement uh, his his position, I suppose, as a number one. And um, I kind of get the feeling that he can go whenever he can go anywhere he wants tomorrow. You know. Yeah, he's he's the complete package of a goalkeeper, really. You know, his command of the area and everything like that. And now he's progressively getting better with his feet. Yeah. What, what so, about his, his? Yeah. Go on. Sorry. No, just so like he's becoming more attractive to clubs overseas and stuff like that. You know, he's more in touch with the modern game now. So he's he's an all-around perfect goalkeeper at the moment. What about his uh, shithousery uh, up in Tala? I, I'd be honest. I thought he I thought he went to the well too soon. <sighs> I genuinely did. I I thought sixty-eight minutes. Just no, no. I can understand it. But I'm not a massive fan of it because I just think it'll come back and bite you in the hole. Because look, when you're doing it that early, the ref is going to add it on. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, you're not going to con him out of it. Like, so yeah. I just thought a little bit too early. I was delighted the fact that it wound the Shams fans. <laughs> that was brilliant. For that alone, it's worth it. Yeah. In game, I just thought maybe a little bit too soon. But no, he's not. He's not signing up for them anyway. Yeah. I, right. But I would say I'd say we'd be lucky if we have Ed in the summer. Yeah, I, I I would probably feel the same way. Yeah, yeah. But sure, look, we've keepers queuing up. Um, That's the reality of it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Luke McNicholas was in the under twenty one squad. Uh, the team that um, I don't know how like he didn't play obviously, but I watched a little bit of the Ireland uh, Sweden game. So Ireland won two 0 in the end. They got a goal, the the second goal in the Diamonds game. Like how how they won two 0 I don't know, but. Um, but look, yeah. Point is, we've and we've Connor Walsh and um, just 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 on Connor as well, just to extend our deepest sympathies to his family, and, his yeah. family and the whole of Rovers is behind you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, very, very sad news. So yeah, I echo those sentiments. Right, let's push on to uh, Shelburne. So uh, right, so we've shells, bows. And UCD away are our next three fixtures that were mentioned there uh, in the Shouts in the Shed end. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about uh, bowls before the end of the podcast. Uh, but just briefly, from those three games, Sean, what are you looking for? Minimum seven. 
Right, okay. Minimum seven points. Uh, I think the only tricky one is Bose. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay, let's, fo- let's focus on shells. Shells are, they're kind of, um, they are the opposite to us almost on a goal difference perspective. We've scored 10, conceded four. They've scored four, conceded nine. Um, they've won win, I think, against uh, Drada United. Yeah. Um, uh, for, for me, uh, they. I not for me. For for everybody, I think they're they're real. Uh, they're real f- potential. The relegation candidates, really, aren't they? Um, so, uh, I would be personally speaking. I think, having seen what we've seen of them already, uh, watched them against Pats in the opening game of the season, and from what I've heard and what I've read, they're not in great shakes. They're they're. Um, they're there to be got at really, aren't they? Yeah, definitely, Connor. They've um I think Duff tried to do too much too soon. You know, he ripped apart that team that got promoted quite easily from the first division. Yeah. And, like I think what did he release? 20 odd players or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that. You know, that's the the League of Ireland is too difficult for that. That's way we've seen it ourselves over the years where we've brought we've had to bring in six or seven and how long it takes to gel. Yeah, like, no, it's not an easy thing to do, you know. I think he's he's underestimated league in that regard, which I'm surprised because he has been involved with the league for the last few years in a coaching aspect with Shams and that. So really surprised at him doing that. And the players he's brought in, I just don't think they're up to it. Yeah, the, the likes of, the likes of car up top. But the thing about it is, I suppose, like just as you say, he really could have given himself a much better chance by keeping the core of 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 what he had and introducing. Uh, some of the better signings, like a sprinkling of the better signings, trying to consolidate your position in the league and build from there. I suppose it would have been, if you're playing football manager, that's what you're kind of you're you're yeah. aiming for. But, that's... Uh, but he's he's completely ripped the team apart, and they've all those players have got the gel, and um, I guess it's it's going to prove it's proven difficult for him. I suppose it's very difficult. Like he, yeah, Car is a good signing. I give him that one. Um, and then he says, you know, Malloy, is this the our Moylan, Jack Moylan, the Jack came Moylan, from yeah. like he's potentially a very good player for them. But then again, it's just too much too soon. Like a midfield combo of Dervin and Coyle, that just isn't for me at all. Like yeah. that's not gonna that's not gonna do much in this division. That's yeah. very that's a very good first division midfield. Yeah. But as and- a combo, no. Yeah, and it, it like the, the the Longford fans were making Big noises about A. Durvin last season, and he, he never stood out to me as somebody who's gonna, who had potential to even kind of progress on or to, to step up and and progress into, you know, to be a recognised midfielder in the league. He just never, he never kind of stood out for me. No, I, I'd be the, of the same thinking as well. One or two performances where, yeah, he looked okay, but you could see he'd be an excellent first division midfielder, which seems to be the case when they got promoted. He was the standout player that year. Yeah, but no, I don't, I just don't think he has what it takes to be running midfields now in the in the Premier Division, and the same goes for Coyle as well. I was never overly impressed with him when he was at Harps. I thought dogged midfielder, okay on the ball sometimes, but he looked really exposed now, especially in the game against Pats, yeah. when he was asked to do a lot more ball work. Yeah, and he just seemed very very sloppy and poor on the ball, really. Yeah, um. Do you, th- do you think uh, Damien Duff is going to attract uh, additional numbers to the showgrounds? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly can't believe there's such furore about Damien Duff as a manager in the League of Ireland. It's strange because there wasn't as much furore when he came, came as a player. When he signed for Shams. Yeah, that's true. That's true, yeah. You know, when that's when you should have been getting excited about Damien Duff coming into the league. Like, Damien Duff has been around the league the last four or five years. Yeah. How do you think, uh, how do you, I know it's early days, but based on what you've seen of Damien Duff uh, in a coaching capacity, um, how do you think it's going to play out for him? Get the crystal ball out. What's going to, will he be the manager of Shelburne at the start of the 2023 season? No. <laughs> no, and I don't, do you know what? I don't even think that's from getting sacked. I think he'll walk away from it. He's walked away from that much. He can't walk away from this. No, I think just, just listening to his, his interviews and, He's terrible with the press anyway. He needs to work on that. Like, he's very, very arrogant. He's very like Frank Lampard. 
it's ridiculous nonsense he's coming out with even that sleeping giant stuff like with johnny ward that was cringeworthy yeah yeah well look they were but they were a massive club oh absolutely they were but they are a sleeping giant they're not a giant now they haven't been like they've spent most of the last 10 years in the first division yeah yeah you know let's be honest about it we're, we could be classed as a sleeping giant yeah like fuck's sake, you know, come come around to yourself. It, he's no affiliation to shells either. I don't know why he's getting so fucking obsessed with them, but yeah. Well, he has to he has to hitch his wagon to something at this stage, I suppose. Like you know, because oh, look, been... the, the shells fans seem to be on board with him. You know, they, they've all bought into it, and I'm sure it's an exciting time for them. And look, it's uh, I think a, a Premier Division with shells in it is a good thing, anyway. Yeah. Well, again, a... I, I absolutely, I, I, absolutely, and. Um... No, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd sooner see Shells in, in the top division than, than, than that. But um, just going back to uh, late night League of Ireland, don't want to be referencing it too much. Uh, but I think they're, I think listening to some of the fans on that, they're not happy with the, the style of football that's been played. They're obviously not happy with the results. Uh, they, they probably did. The fact that he did tear the squad apart, bring in so many new players, you know, and there was such a, Ferrari about and such hype about Damien Duff coming in. It, it, it was probably if you were a Shells fan, it was probably easy or maybe easier to to buy into the hype and get excited about things. Maybe against their better judgments, looking at the quality of player that was coming in. Um, but I think I think um, you know that it's beginning to turn a little bit now. That's just listening to some of the feedback from from the Shells fans, and the, like we could give them a hiding. Absolutely. I, from what I've seen of them so far, anyway, they're there for the taking. You know, if we, w- we win that midfield battle, which I think we will, I think we could destroy them up top. I genuinely yeah. think we, we have the ability to absolutely tear them apart. Jordan Hamilton, Aidan Keane, I think they could run riot. I think they'll find those little spaces because they're not good at the back. Yeah. They're really poor. And that goalkeeper, Webb, is a disaster. And he's installed an awful lot of nerves in that back four as well as listening to a couple of podcasts on it and you know they, they've pointed that out big time that they're the shells fans are screaming for brendan clark to be brought back in yeah and he, he to try and bring a, a small bit of confidence back into that back four yeah he 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 probably would be a bad shout as well just from his experience hmm. um he's probably not the keeper that he was if, if he ever was a no, but that's what you should be looking to when you're just after getting promoted. You know, earn your stripes. Look at Drahada last year. Yeah. They hitched their trailer to experienced players and it mm. worked out a treat for them. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's why that's I'm really surprised Duff didn't do. Like, you know, he could have called on an awful lot of older lads around the league that would have had huge respect for him and come in and played for him. Yeah, and I'm sure he could have brought one or two over from the UK as well or from his yeah. travels to Scotland and... and um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Okay, so you're you're hoping for uh, a plus two goals win for Rovers. I'd like to think so. Yeah, I'd like to think it'll be a comfortable enough night on Friday. Um, and with that in mind, we've seen uh, we've seen Liam Buckley. Uh, he's now in a position to select teams, horses for courses, so to speak. Um, so uh, with that in mind, obviously I, I'm unsure of what the situation is with Bulger. Um, I I would hope it'd be great if he was back. It'd be a nice game for him to be reintroduced. Uh, I would think, um, but I haven't heard one way or the other uh, as to whether he's he's going to be available. No, I've seen that he's back in training, so I'm hoping that means he's available for Friday night. He was down the carrying season anyway, but he's down the carrying all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you nothing. Uh, um, but yeah, in relation to a starting eleven, uh, do you think like? Uh, do you think? Um, well, the other thing that we haven't mentioned actually is uh, is Nando, who's in the Middle East, and New Zealand are playing uh, every small country that you've only ever half heard of before in your life. Um, Looking like Tahiti, world leaders, Tahiti, uh, New Caledonia, uh, but they've they're well underway. I think to qualify out of that little competition to into a playoff situation, I guess, to get uh, to the World Cup with Peru. Is that who they'll face? Mm. Ooh. Yeah, not an easy one. Um, and as far as I can see, actually, that's a lie. I was going to say he's played, Nando's played in all the games, but as every game that I've looked at, and I haven't looked at them all, he's um, he's been there. They've had some absolute hockeyings. But so he, he I guess he's going to be back for um, for 
for Friday night, and maybe he won't. But my point is, no, he won't. No, no, he won't be back. So, but my point is, uh, we're, are we going to see the likes of Blaney, Paddy Kirk? Uh, are other players going to get a rest? Maybe, maybe uh, Hamilton starts ahead of Kenya. Um, I'd say we're definitely going to see a change anyway. There's going to be a couple of changes because with Bowes coming up so close as well on the Tuesday. Um, we're definitely going to see changes and we have the ability to do it. So I would say you'd see McCourt come back in at left full. Say Blaney then goes in at centre half. Yeah. I think that's the only change then to the back forward. Say Banks starts against Shells. I think we'd be we'd be more willing to, you know, Banks is more of an attacking right back. So I'd say he'd be happier with that. Yeah. We'd be happier with that at home to Shells, you'd expect anyway. I'd say midfield, then I'd say if Bulger's available, I think this would be the game to bring him back into. Yeah. Um Fingers crossed. Yeah. If he's not if he's not available at this stage, it looks like we got a problem bulger wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you there. I I think he is though. I'm nearly sure he's going to be available for Friday night. Um, because yeah. they, yeah, it's not a case of dropping anyone, but like even with the way McDonald and Moran are playing, it's it's hard to take them out of the team. Yeah, because they've been so good. But then you know you need Cauley to get games as well. Yeah, yeah. Um. And, at the, and at the other side is you don't want to take the foot too much off the pedal either. You know no, because I mean? you don't want to make wholesale changes. Yeah, yeah. You know, and disrupt, as you're saying, disrupt the rhythm and stuff. So I'd say Max Maddow will start, though. Yeah. I think he'll get a start. And is, is, I, that, is that at the expense of um, uh, Fitzgerald or something like that in a wide position? It could well be, yeah. It no harm either. Look, Fitzgerald has had a cracking start to the season. Um, I would say maybe McDonald looked tired at the end of the Shams game. Uh, yeah, look, he put in they put in a lot of work trying to uh, trying to maintain uh, the constant attacks from Shams. But um, like he's another candidate that you could give you could give a break ahead of Monday. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, you could you could give him a break. As I'm saying, you do, you don't want to disrupt the rhythm too much, but there is going to have to be changes made. So. It's just that center center of the park is very hard because you don't want to lose the rhythm there. Yeah. But it's amazing, like you know, we would never have had this problem last year. Oh yeah, look at it. it's it's amazing and it's it's a fantastic position to be in, no yeah, doubt about it. So much quality throughout the squad. Yeah. Um okay, look at so we're we're expecting uh, we're hopeful for a convincing win anyway. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say so. Look, it's not going to be a, a, an all route altogether. It's not going to be five or six nil, but with our defence, I can't see us conceding. And I think we, I think if we if we get it right on the night, I'd say we could we could hit them for three anyway. Yeah, yeah. Mark Byrne is the other player who we haven't seen a huge amount of either. Who yeah, because I like think to get Mark, some minutes into his legs. Definitely, because I don't think Mark got a full preseason. I think he was injured throughout the majority of it. Right. Okay. Which yeah. is which is disappointing for him because I thought Mark was one of the you know the big highlights of last year as well. I thought he was. I thought he was brilliant and really progressing well. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So um, as you said at the top of the podcast, you uh, spent some time uh, chatting to uh, our new number nine, Aiden Keena. Um, I listened to the first ten minutes. Ten minutes of it so far sounds good. You've uh, clearly done a little bit of research as well, uh, which uh, which is good. And um, yeah. So here's Sean chatting to to Aiden Keena. Aiden. Welcome to the podcast and welcome to Sligo Rovers. How are you keeping, pal? Yeah, cheers for that. Yeah, all good, bud, you? Not too bad at all, not too bad. Aidan, before we get on to Rovers and that, we'll just take a, a trip down memory lane, which I suppose, and where it all started. Uh, you're a Mullingar native, yeah? Mullingar, man, yeah. Born and bred. And tell us, what was uh, youth soccer there? Where were you? Where did you start out? Uh, Mullingar leg, I started at. Um, was there up until about under... 16, I think, and then I went to Shelburne, and then I was at them under 16, 17, and then went up to Pats then under 19. And tell us, when you were younger, because you've played underage at every level in uh, international football, haven't you, up to under 21s? Uh, I missed out on one year, I think it was under 18 maybe or something like that, but the rest of it, yeah. Yeah, and you, were you over on trial with a few English clubs? Yeah, yeah, was a few, yeah, Preston, Brentford, Swindon, yeah. Yeah, for a few, yeah, and Dundee and Scotland as well, yeah. And what what made you choose shells in the end? Uh, one of them wanted me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I just, 
and then Sells, I was at Mulligan Athletic and we're kind of the team it happens with every team out, out there around that it's kind of fellas trying to fall off and start playing GA and that but yeah. I'm already interested in GA I wanted to keep playing and just went up the government and how did you find the setup with Shells then moving up there? You get a lot of lads from Sligo Ross from up to Dublin Club. Well, in the past they have before Rover set up the academy properly. There was a lot of good yeah. Belvedere and everything like. So, you know, uh, how did you find I going had, up? You had to go. The same. Mullingar doesn't really have any sort of team that kicks yeah. on really. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I had, I had to find somewhere. And then, yeah, Shelburne, I just ended up there. There was a few teams. But there was another lad from Mullingar that had gone to Shelburne as well. And the two of us just ended up going together. It's kind of a shop window opportunity, really, isn't it, for English clubs as well to get a proper look at you back then, anyway, yeah. especially. Basically, yeah, yeah. Cause, you know, most most of us do go over, come from Dublin or whatever. So, yeah, it was kind of the thinking behind it, yeah. And then when you make the move to Pats, is that where you meet up with Liam Buckley first? Yeah, well, not not initially. I just I went to Pats because they just wanted me and for the under 19, Garrett Dodger, it was. And then, uh, yeah, I just caught a few goals from him. And, Started training with the first team a bit and then got a few minutes then, yeah. That was a decent first team around then. There was a few characters in around that squad at that time, wasn't there? Yeah, it was Colin Byrne and Christy Fagan and boys like that, yeah. Was Bulger there as well at that stage? Or was no, he moved on? Missed him. Just missed yeah. him, yeah. God love you, you're stuck with him now, anyway. <laughs> right. I've enough of him now, anyways, yeah. <laughs> I tell us, then you make the move over to Hearts, isn't it? Yeah, I went to Hearts first, yeah. How did you find out? That's because that's a massive club in Scotland. Yeah, it was. You didn't even realise how big it was, to be honest, until you went over. You, you see that the following they have and the facilities in the stadium and all. It was massive. It was class, yeah. No, it, it is. It's a huge club. I, I lived over there myself and just to see how big Hearts and Hibs are and to see how big that derby is as well. Yeah, yeah. It's the first Hearts. Atmosphere would be unbelievable, I think, yeah. And how did you find Hearts? Because I suppose you would have joined them at a the time they're in a bit of financial crisis and everything else, wasn't there? They were only starting to turn yeah, it around. They were, just, they were just kind of getting out of that, yeah. yeah. A couple of years before it was there, it was tough, yeah. And then I went over just when the club was starting to recover a bit. And then, you know, from the time I signed up until I had left, like, it came on so much again. Like, it was, it was unbelievable, the stuff, yeah. And was it... Presley, was he in charge when you took over, or when you came over first, or...? No, it was, uh, I'm trying to think, it was Craig, Craig Levine had just got it, but there was a manager just before that was sacked. When I signed, the under-20s manager was like an interim coach, John Daly, he's at Pats now, he was like the interim manager, and then he, he went up with the first team, and Andy Kirk and I signed with the results, yeah. And you had a few loan spells in around your time at Hearts, didn't you? You were... Yeah, but I was always kind of just in about the first team, kind of on the bench or whatever, but... I wanted to play, you know what I mean? And then got a few. I went to Dunfermline. Um, and I went to Queen's Park, the team in Glasgow. I went to them as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've done well with them, to be fair, scored a few goals. Because that's your, your scoring record is exceptional when you're out in loan. What was yeah, it? Yeah, I was just playing every week. The regular football just suited me rather than, you know, hard to, you know, come on for 10 minutes and then not play for a few weeks and then come on again. It just didn't really suit me, really, because I need to try. Play with him in form, so if you're sitting on the bench, it's impossible to get form. I think. Well, no, for a young lad's development as well in the game, like it's there's no way you can develop yeah. it. Only getting minutes here, there, and everything, especially for your confidence and everything else. Like, yeah, no, best decision ever. That going out on loan a couple of times, really enjoyed it. Yeah. And what was it that was it just a case of the manager not fancying you at the time to give you a proper run in the in the team? Like that can happen to any player, really. Like it was basically you, know, you can. Wait, wait it out and come on off the bench and eventually maybe get a run, yeah, or else you can just go out and loan. Like I kind of myself said to him, I'm not, I've come all the way over here, I'm not sitting on the bench every week, I, I want to go out and loan. Like, yeah, I was only young as well, so I didn't mind going out for a couple of seasons or whatever. It's a strong mentality to have, though, to be able to sit, turn around to a manager at that young age and say, listen, I want to go out and play because... You know, there's a lot of young lads who'd just be happy to pick up a couple of quid and say, listen, I'm a professional footballer, I'll get my chance when I get it. And kind of yeah, live that lifestyle. No, I never, never really had a problem with, you know, speaking to a manager or whatever, because at the end of the day, like, if I sit there and go oh, they went, it's only me, it's hurting, you know what I mean? It's easy for him to just leave me on the bench or whatever. But, no, I always just wanted to play and score a few goals, yeah. And you regret it not working out the way it should have at Hearts and not getting that opportunity, you know, to make the impact at such a big club? Uh, a small bit, yeah. yeah. 
I felt like if I did get the run of games, I would have kicked on as far as two goals or whatever. But at the same time, it could have went the other way. Do you know what I mean? You can't really think into it so much. Yeah. No, it's the, you know, it's the right attitude I suppose to have there as well. Yeah. But And then, yeah, end up, it's a permanent move you make to Hartlepool. Yeah, yeah. I only went there. I was only there for a few months as well. And then COVID kind of kicked in. And, uh, yeah, we missed my girlfriend, got pregnant as well when I was there as well. She was from Scotland, so... Just made sense. To just the club kind of said to anyone, if if you want to leave, you can go. The clubs because of COVID and stuff like that. So I was just happy to go. Yeah, because that potentially would have been a big move as well. Because Hartlepool are a progressive little club, aren't they? They're looking to do things in the right way. I know they've been yeah, through the vacations and stuff. club when it went there, I was surprised at the following and stuff they had as well. It was a massive club in the area and that. So yeah, I was I loved I loved playing for them for a few months. I was there. Yeah. Did you get the opportunity to meet Jeff Stelling? I did actually, my first game, yeah, I came down. I was forward as well, I was chatting to him after, yeah. He's the big fan there, isn't he? He's the big man, he's the main man about the place, yeah. Is he involved with the club at all, or is he just on the outside? Uh, I think he is a, a small bit, yeah, but his brother is on the board anyway, but well, it was when he was there, I'm not sure if he still is, but yeah, they're, they're big fans, like, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I've realised that. And then it's... It's up to fall Kirk after that, and that's a really impressive move for you, because even... When you were signing here first, like reading the reports from Falkirk fans online and everything, like they adored you up there. Yeah, and even the first season that I was there, I got injured in the first game after about 20 minutes. I was out for three or four months and then COVID kicked in and everything. So the first season was sort of a write off. And then this season, yeah, I started it well and then I ended up just wanting to leave and came over here. Yeah. And was it a was a decision where you just wanted to progress your career or just had enough of the club? Not yeah, in a bad I way. Felt like I was maybe starting to stand still a bit there, and I just thought I need I need to get myself kick started again, like because I feel myself I'm confident enough that I can I can do something in the game, anyways. But if I stayed there much longer, it was starting to become a bit like I, I could be struggling here. Yeah, it could be a place as well. Look, I'm not trying to put the League of Ireland in the on a bigger pedestal than it needs to be, but. You know, with the Scottish League Wonder, it could be a forgotten land as well where, you know, if you don't go scoring for a couple of games or that, your name can be no, forgotten definitely. quite quickly. Yeah, definitely. Definitely can, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm just glad I, can, I'm glad I got out of there anyway. Involved, yeah. <laughs> I tell us, though, this is the part we all want to know about is what made you join Sligo Rover? Because surely we weren't the only ones in the, in the queue for you. No, there was a few all right, yeah, but just because I'd worked at Liam Buckley before and I knew the type of football I wanted to play in that, and just thought it, oh, well, it's not far from home either. <clears throat> just come over and give it a go. I knew He knew the type of player I was, I knew what he wanted, so it just kind of seemed like it would too. And had you kept much of an eye on the League of Ireland while you were away? Yeah, well, it's, there were still loads of lads that had come up playing in Britain against playing in the league, so you know, you always keep an eye on them and You'd be following them just to see how they're getting on or whatever. Yeah, keep an eye on the results. Yeah, because like when you when you signed here first, did you, you know, because there was an awful lot of comparisons being made with Johnny Kenny going exactly the same time nearly as you came in, you know, not like just shortly before you. Probably unfair comparisons as well. And, you know, you're, you uh, kind of nearly went under happen. the radar. It was always going to happen. Johnny was adored here, do you know what I mean? He was a young lad coming through. It always is the way I still, you know. If they say a young lad come through and then he scores a few goals and leaves, you know, how, how do you replace him? That was always going to happen, but you kind of just have to ignore that sort of stuff because I knew myself as a grand, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, because even if I felt it was unfair myself the way, you know, your signing kind of got overlooked when it should have been a, put on a bigger yeah. platform than it was. Yeah, you know, I know. It was a bit of a turbulent think, time in the pre-season. Yeah, well, the fact that I had maybe a quiet season or whatever, the one before, People could have been a bit like, hey, who's this fella? We've just got rid of Johnny and now we're signing him. Who's this? Yeah. Well, you don't mind that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? Would that kind of nearly drive you on more? May yeah, a small bit, maybe. Yeah. But at the same time, you're kind of looking at it thinking, ah, sure, my grand wants to see me playing, you know what I mean? Just, just having a clue where I am, to be honest. And how did you find it first when you signed in anyway? How did you find the facilities and everything at the showgrounds? And how did you settle in with all the lads? And yeah. Man, the, all the boys live close in that, you know what I mean? So we do stuff every day and that. hang around with Adam McDonald and Paddy Kirk. They live around the corner, three of us are at it every day. So 
you know, it was handy enough settling in and that. And then the football boys, the, the training is the exact same as it used to be with Liam. So it was easy to get settled into. Yeah, because we had Jordan on there last week as well. And, you know, he was he was speaking about how close-knit the squad is. And, like, there's no... Yeah. There's no divisions within the within the camp, you know. No, we, we've had, had, a, had in the past we've had a problem of you know little groups within the squad, you know, breaking off and just not yeah. good for squad harmony. But like according to Jordan Hamilton, though he was saying it's not like that at all. It's everyone's very tight knit. No, like even we've had from all over the country and a few international players as well. But we're all all every day and having a laugh and working hard with each other. The atmosphere down this class, yeah. And were you surprised at the quality of player that was in the squad when you came in, or did you have an idea already? You kind of have a small idea, but even then, when you see every day, like like, like as McDonald way better than I thought he was going to be, and stuff like that, it's lads just really like oh, here. This is much better, even than not that I didn't think it was going to be good. You know what I mean? But yeah, you come in and see it every day, you're like here, this this is good. Yeah, you paying for his coffee? Is he paying for your coffee in the morning now for saying that? Is it? Ah, you maybe leave that bit out, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, you, to say you burst onto the scene is is an understatement. Your performance against Pats was outstanding. It was, like, I said it on the pod, it was the perfect number nine performance. It was unbelievable. So it was, yeah, like, I think to settle in that, a, easy. I was just so looking forward to that game going into it because back in Inchicore, I hadn't been there in years and stuff like that, and even... John Daly is their assistant manager. He was my reserve manager at Hearts, and I was just mad to go in and score. And, and then luckily I did, yeah. Yeah, because you've done everything right in that game, and even your link-up play and your work rate was phenomenal, and it has been since that as well. Yeah. You know, you had a thankless task up in Derry as well. That was a very hard game to get into as well, especially on the AstroTurf so soon after the yeah, last game. Yeah. It must have been difficult on the body. Uh, it was, yeah. I, I, I'd kind of come in, I'd, I'd played a few games already this season and that, so I was fit enough anyways. But I knew myself, I'd have come in and score earlier than I'd hit the ground running there. And then talk us through that hat-trick, because that's, yeah. that, that was a piece <laughs> of art now, in fairness. Uh, everything went right that night, yeah. And then Niall for the third one just ballooned over the top and went on to it. I was in through minds, like, do I take a round or what? And it just felt lovely for a volley then. It was absolutely perfect, because it was... Every goal was a different type of striker's goal. Like it just shows yeah, so yeah. many elements to your game. You know, it's 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 really impressive to look at it you know, as a supporter watching on to see a striker with, you know, so many balls to his arrow or whatever string to his balls, should I say? Yeah, yeah. I don't fancy myself any sort of a chance to at least hit the target. You know what I mean? I mean, hit the target, you have a chance to score. Him, yeah. There's one thing I notice as well is against Pats is that you're not afraid just to take a pot shot. You know, you you fancy no, yourself to catch the keeper flat footed. Yeah, yeah, maybe get get a bit of stick when it doesn't go well, but yeah, sometimes it comes off and people might remember them once. And well, look, getting the getting the important one against Shams for us as well is massive. Like I'm sure you know like, yeah. all about the hatred between the two clubs at this stage now. For yeah, there, like... people that. Yeah, Any, anyone you meet around the town that hates hates Shams, yeah, well, yeah, and your man gave a straight to me. I think it was a cotter or someone, yeah. Which had a lot no, but you had a lot of work to do after that as well, though. It wasn't just a straightforward chance, I felt. I know, yeah, because Lopez was there as well, but I, I was running into the box one on one with him. I always fancy myself in that yeah. sort of situation, yeah. No, because it has it's like you've you've been sensational since you come in, so I'm sure you're delighted with your start and even your link up yeah. there, but you know, I felt you've uh, you've created a great link with Jordan Hamilton as well. The two of you seem to yeah, close off each other. Technically, he's so good, you know what I mean? And then, obviously, I, I can do a bit of the running for him or whatever if he, you know what I mean? Because we need to just get him on the ball more than like, because, you know, some of his passing and stuff like that's brilliant, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. And, it's, you know, I suppose if you're on the same wavelength as him, it's only going to prove beneficial for us. Yeah, and we've got Max there as well. He's, you know, we've seen him drop it down when he played. Like, he's brilliant as well. He can come in as well, so... The three of us have a good little bit of competition going on. That's there's huge competition there, and it was something we touched on as well with Jordan. Was you know even you dropping out for the draw of the game that was a shock to all of us. Yeah. So I think that's the gap for you. He needs to get all minutes. You know what I mean? Because you see him trying every day, like one to eleven. Anyone you take out of the team, you've got some of the boy in there. It's just as good. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, because there is a very competitive squad there. Like you can even go to the left back situation. If Robbie yeah. McCourt, Paddy Kirk, there like two quality for left fulls. Yeah, Paddy and Robbie, and you got the other side. You got Banksy and Colley, and then yeah. you know Shane Blaney there with Nando and Bucks, and you know we have people all over the place. Yeah, that's what we want, I suppose. And you know, as a striker, as you say, you want to play every game. So how do you feel about dropping out of the squad every now and then? Or well, not to the squad, well, but to the bench. Give me a score of hat trick my next game, so maybe start with that one a bit. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to be it's... missing out too many games, so definitely not. No, no, no. I don't think we want to see you on the bench too much either, if that's the case. But um, hopefully not. Yeah. And tell us, how do you feel about the the European trip coming up and all that? You know, is that's got to be a a big buzz for you as well? Yeah, it's a new one for me. Obviously, I've not played in Europe before, so. Hopefully we get somewhere nice and we can go on and, and get through a couple of rounds of that, yeah. I'm sure you've you've been filled in about the you know, the unfortunate uh, episode last year of dropping out when we probably should have went through, you know, it was very disappointing. Like so I'm sure yeah, the boys are unfinished business throughout the place, yeah. Because it should have definitely went through apparently last year anyways, yeah. Yeah, we definitely had the beating of the side, like so it was, it was disappointing. But I think the squad's in a much better place this year. I think mentally, I think you're more focused than I think everyone's yeah. just on the same wavelength this year. Yeah, yeah. And obviously they had that little slump in the middle of the season last year because a few boys chatting like maybe they didn't have the reinforcement or whatever to change up the, the team or whatever. But this this year we've got so many options there. I just um on the squad itself as well, and it, how did you how did you deal with the the press at the start of the year? You know, we we're written off by everyone. Like most most pundits had us in sixth. You know, and you can yeah. see from the start we've made already, like that was ne- it was never going to be the case. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the gaff the gaff was brilliant for that sort of thing, though. Again, she just get out there and work hard and worry about it there saying he'll deal with that, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's just must be frustrating though, you know, to be written off so early, like and a ball wasn't even kicked, they hadn't even seen us and yeah. you know, even I, though we finished we third last year. We wouldn't be looking at it thinking, oh, how are they not doing it? It's kind of more of a Come on, we show these, you know what I mean? Who do you think they are talking about like this? Yeah. I know that's and what's your aspirations for the season yourself? Have you set yourself any goals or I'll try to get the double figures first and, uh, and then we'll take from there. Halfway there now when we play that's, six. So I was gonna say you could be there within two or three weeks. <laughs> yeah, hopefully the next Friday or something. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but more more kind of wanting to win something as a team rather than any sort of personal stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've not went out and but Davey won stuff here and he's talking about how good it is with the fans and stuff like that, the celebrations of it. So you know, we've had people in the squad, Greg and Bucks and people like that have won stuff before as well. So it'd be great to try and win something, yeah. I oh, well I can say if we say prepare your liver for a session anyway if we do win something because it lasts oh, no a few problem, days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, and, uh, you know you signed the two year deal, is it with the club? Uh, one and then I played so many games of another year. So you've set your stall out. You're you're here for uh, foreseeable anyway. And then yeah, I used to... well, should, should do anyways, yeah. And the ambition then I would imagine is to try and get back over the water, is it? Well, we'll see what happens here first. You know what I mean? But you know, obviously, ideally, that's what everyone wants to do: play at a high level as possible. But when he got here, there's only six games gone. Do you know what I mean? I can't. Be no, 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 no. Come here, we'll put a five-year deal in front of you if you want. <laughs> the longer you're here, the better as far as we're concerned. But yeah. just just be got to be realistic about the situation as well, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. Sure. I know. I'm not thinking about anything like that. Yeah, I'm only after getting here, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I'm sure you have aspirations of getting into the Ireland squad again as well, considering you've played at most levels underage, you know? Yeah, well, you know, safe to say I'm a long way off that at the minute, but definitely that's the, the ambition. I think everyone kind of my age and or even a little bit older or whatever, they, they all want to play at a higher level as possible and that's as high as you can go. So you got to aim for that and say, okay, oh, Yeah, because I think people, you know, they'd be shocked. If you're only 22. You know, you're still very young. Yeah. yeah, 23 next month, yeah. And then, you, oh, you know, you, you play your game. You're a very mature striker. You, you know, you play your game with a lot of maturity. So people would probably look at you and think you're a wee bit older on the pitch. Well, that's... That's why I was so happy I went out on loan when I was younger. I've, I've got a lot, like a lot of games under my belt and that. Do you know what I mean? So delighted that I went out and got that experience, and now I feel a much better player for it. Yeah, because look, 
everything football is just about playing games isn't it that's the only way you're ever going to get experience so it serves you yeah. well so it does yeah. look Aiden, thanks a million for joining us this evening it's been a pleasure mate and i can wish yeah, you all the best no for the rest of the season yeah, thanks very much cheers cheers, cheers. that was uh in kina uh, good to hear from him and um, as we said earlier uh, we don't want him absolutely tearing things up uh, for the season we just like to keep it at a nice steady uh, 1.5 goals a game <laughs> <laughs> maybe nice 1.25 uh, I've, I've said to him in the interviews uh, there, like, we can hand him a five year deal in the morning if he wants it's up to himself <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely uh, yeah like they're like they're, they're gold dust that kind of player and um you know if we've been for as long as i've been watching Sligo rovers there's been very few of them in a in a bit of edge uh shirt that can that can do what he does so you can count them on one hand that's a yeah yeah and um yeah so look at don't um just for the fact as well he's only 22 i think that's of that's the scary thing of it all yeah so look at it two seasons in uh in the northwest of Ireland would stand some no end and uh, maybe three seasons, two seasons stand him no end. That'll set him up rightly for uh, for an attack in the Premier League from um, the Mullingar magician. The Mullingar magician, I like that. <laughs> right, I'm okay. Very young Joe Dolan. <laughs> yeah, he'll be bigger than Joe. Bigger than Joe. Be, <laughs> not physically, be, anyway. He'll be uh, not physically, no, uh, metaphorically. 22, yeah, like, but he even comes across like. He he he's like a seasoned. He is a seasoned pro, but he's like someone who's been, you know, putting in the hard slog for for a long time. He has that kind of presence about him, like you know. Oh, he's he has some maturity in his game. You know, he plays the game way beyond his years. You yeah. know, as I, as I says, like you know, his his movement is so intelligent. His his work rate is intelligent. Whereas you know, you could get young lads and they are just chasing down lost causes, just yeah. eager to impress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he knows how to do it right. He he's he a great mindset. And look, as I said at the start, he's um he has a great pedigree. Like, you know, he's played at every level international. Yeah, you know, he's only missing out the senior cap now. So yeah, yeah. Could happen before the season's out. The, the Nations League. Yeah, why not? And like Stephen Kelly needs a number nine. Does Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. Then we can sign the two-year deal. Then we can get our seven or eight million for him. Right. Uh, Bohemians on Tuesday night. It's Tuesday night, right? It is yep. Tuesday night. Um, you think this is going to be a tricky one? I just, it's, it's going to be an over. They're desperate for a result. Yeah. They're only a point ahead of, um, well, they have a game less played, obviously, because yeah. of, of us. They're a point ahead of, uh, they're in sixth position at the moment, a point ahead of Shell's. Um, it's a massive game for them. It's a bigger game for them probably than it is for us. Could you say that? Oh, definitely, yeah. Definitely, because I think this will create a real... You know, they're obviously looking to be in the top four. That's their that's their um, goal for the season. Like, But, you know, this puts a huge gap in between that, which will be very hard to make up already at this stage of the season. Yeah. I said at the start of the... You know, I think on our first podcast when we were going through the teams and that, I says they recruited terribly. That's really, really poor recruitment. And they've lost some significant figures within the squad, Buckley and Cornwall. They're, it's, it can't be underestimated what they brought to that side. And then losing Ross Tierney and Georgie Kelly, they've lost the spine of their team. It's been difficult for Keith Long, though, hasn't it, really, in fairness to him? Uh, there's only so many times you can go to the well. But it, like, it's not his fault. like Yeah. But there's, there's like... To a degree, it's almost understandable that he's trying. You're trying to build a squad, and every season you're losing what is it, three, maybe four of your standout players. Yeah, like we lost two of ours this year. We thought we were snookered. Um, first Liam Bucky, he he did a great job. But if that was to happen every single year, you'd be, you'd wonder like, you know, if they finish mid table, you'd imagine this would be the end of the season. This would be the end of the road for Keith Long, of course. Well, that's they're already talking about him being sacked, which I think is really unfair, you know, because at the end of the day, the job he's done on a shoestring budget has yeah. been nothing short of incredible. Like, only for them, Shams ran away with a couple of league titles, they made it slightly interesting, yeah, yeah, you know, for a couple of seasons. That's true. And then last year, last year was between ourselves and Pat, but 
like I, I don't know. They, there comes a time, like at the end of the day, they have huge money coming in. Like they had massive money from Matt Doherty. They shouldn't be losing these players that easily. Yeah. They shouldn't be losing Lions to Shams. That shouldn't be happening. They should be able to say, no, we'll give you the same contract they're offering. The money's there. That part-time football situation that they're having, that, that needs to end. They need to go full-time. If they want to be taken seriously and want to act like a seriously big club, consistently qualifying for Europe, that's what they need to do. You can't be a part-time team. That's, that's 1990s stuff. That's yeah. gone from the League of Ireland. Like Even Drahad are full-time. Um, they they're not they haven't they haven't scored goals this season either. Um, well, they've they have they've they haven't scored more than two goals apart from their opening league game of the season against at home to Dundalk, where it finished two all. So, um, they're, they're not an attacking threat. No, but even last year, Connor they struggled without Georgie Kelly for goals. That was the source. That's where it came from. You know, I know Ross Tierney obviously popped up in a couple as well, and obviously he was the creative force last year but you know Amacheri is the is the new number nine. well he was there last year but he's the main man this year and like he is a big presence he's a big lad he's quick you know he's a decent enough player but I don't know is he going to be as prolific no. as Kelly no he I, I, he, he's um he's they've put a lot of they've, there's been a lot of talk about uh about Amacheri just because they've no one else to talk about I think yeah from, from a goals point Getting goals point of view, um, and he hasn't he hasn't impressed me anyway. Like even you know they made a big deal about signing Junior. Like who who would have went for Junior after his last two seasons? Like busted flush. He's a, he's a he is a what would you call it? Bastian Harry. Well, he's a desperation signing. You know, a uh, little bit of pedigree from a number of years from four years ago or three years ago, and hasn't shown anything since that yeah and he's probably on a half decent wage um you know but there is obviously Tordek again I've heard nothing about him this season no but even even that like there's a reason he's coming back here you know like Tordek isn't getting any younger yeah he must be what 28 29 now you know it obviously hasn't worked out for him in Poland and he's back to balls there's no one else sniffing around him yeah a handy one for him you think about the hype he left on. Yeah. You know, he was a real big deal. Like, if he was a bit, if he was that available coming back, you'd expect the likes of Derry, Shams, Pats, maybe even ourselves coming back in from him as well. Like, Bo's had a free run at him. Yeah. And the other big name as well that he set the league alight the season before last, Jordan Flores, another fella who you hear, you hear very little about. Yeah. Well, in fairness, I think Flores is a quality player. I think just injuries just destroy that lad. Yeah. He suffers badly. Uh, so what? I mean, this is this. The Bulls game is going to be trickier than the, the Shells game. Is that what we're is that what we're saying? I would imagine so. We've just talked about them there as if they're just going to be straight down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just no. I think it's going to be a wee bit trickier. Like obviously Shells are desperate for a result as well, but I just there is still that little bit in Bulls, you know, that they are a better side than Shells. Yeah. Yes, I just feel it'll be a wee bit trickier. They'll bring a good support, I'm sure, on Tuesday night as well. They're yeah. traveling decent numbers. So I just, I just do feel it'll be a wee bit trickier, but I still think we have enough to beat them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I'd agree. And then, like, finally, just to, to look ahead a little bit further again, there's the potential for, like, if we got if we got nine points out of these three games with UCD uh, the week after next, it'll be, and like, uh, home or away, I don't care where we're playing them, we have to be beating UCD, I think. Oh, absolutely, you do. Yeah, no, there's no question about it. Like UCD have shown that, like they're they're always going to try and play football the right way, and they'll they'll do things in the right manner. But if you're not beating them, you're struggling. Yeah, you know, if you have any aspirations to be in the top three this year, you have to be brushing UCD to the side. Yeah, and it's in the showground as well. Yeah, yeah, especially at home. Yeah, and that's no disrespect to UCD whatsoever. As it says, they're a good team. They'll play football in the right manner, but you should be. You should be beating them handily enough. Yeah, uh, three points from those three games, uh, or six, nine points from those three games, and we're probably looking at one of our best. Okay, I'm getting way ahead of myself now at this stage. I appreciate that, but we're looking at one of our best starts to a season in a long, long time. Uh, yeah, but it's not. It's it's achievable. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not stupid to look that far ahead. Like, you know, when you see it laid out in front of you, though, these are games that we should be winning. Yeah, when you know, I, I say seven points from these three is is a very good return. 
nine points, it's it's an unbelievable return, but it's a very, very achievable return. Yeah. Um yeah, so and just yeah, it's and it's a run of three home games. I mean, I just I mean for me it's like I'd be setting sights, I'd be setting sights high for for that 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 little run, you know, and you're then you're into Dundalk on uh, in the middle of uh Dundalk away in the middle of April. So yeah. Look at I also, think sorry, right. Connor, just to um off the pitch, you yeah. have a chance to really build up a good following again. Yeah. You know, if you can get a good few you know, a couple of wins on the bounce there, you know, you'll you'll get them flowing through the gates again. Yeah. You know, so that, that's a huge opportunity in itself. Yeah. And there's no doubt about it, the 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 quality of the goals, like we're seeing some of the some great goals this season. And if we can if we can get a bit, bit of momentum goal wise and if we're racking up two and three a game, yeah, absolutely the place will be chock a block. And if the weather stays dry, no better place to be than in the showgrounds. And if you get the railway end full as well, it'll be a serious well, that's, serious look, like, you know. there's a great excitement around some of the players that have, you know, that have, like the likes of Pinacker and Hamilton and Keena, Max Mata, you know, Fitzgerald O'Sullivan, all these new signings that have come in. There's a real buzz about them, Paddy Kirk. Yeah. But people will be excited to go out and see them. And then especially it backs it all up when you have the likes of Aiden Keena, you know, tearing Finn Harps apart by himself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people will be a buzz to go on and go in and see this kind of player. Look at Sean, we're going to wrap things up because uh, I've got places to be, football matches to play uh, at nine o'clock on a Wednesday evening. Um, thanks a million. No bother. Oh, I just want to say a massive congratulations as well to Carberry on winning the league. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well done. Shout out to the boys. Right, okay, Sean, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, we will talk to you six points later. Hopefully. Yeah. Nine right. points. Good luck. In the title Cheers, we will never forget this day.